Welcome to Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. We're not sommeliers, but in today's episode, we explore the world of barley wines. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Ciao. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Uh, so as the nights are longer and the days are so incredibly short now, <laughs> it felt only appropriate. To, it feels like barley wine season. Like, I know yeah. everyone's like stout season and you're very much like, oh, stout season's year, year round. Um, <laughs> but I feel like barley wine is like there is properly a season for barley wine. Yes. And this is the season for barley wine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit when I go through my plethora of notes I have here about barley wines. Yeah, I mean, f- so for I think this was the one that I don't know if I can, I can't really speak for both of us. I can't really speak for myself. This is the one that I was kind of like dreading, like <laughs> I was dreading doing this episode because like I, so historically, if we if we take a look at like what our experiences with barley wine in the past are, I never got on with it, like, ne- like really genuinely never liked them. Um, the ones that I had, they're all obviously you'll get into temperature serving temps and everything, but they all felt like they were like a red wine ish where it's like warm and there's like a really heavy boozy warmth to it, which is like, that's fine. I can get on with that and some stouts and stuff like that, but it just always felt like it was like, I just might as well have been drinking spirits or something like that. And I, think I that is the thing about a, a barley wine, like they're not, they're not my favorite style. <laughs> I'm not a barley wine. Barley wine is life. I am not for that life. I no, no, but that is exactly like, you know, that that's what that, but then I had, uh, I did that refashioned yeah. uh, thing that Siren did, which was, um, they did a barley wine based on the old fashioned cocktail. Uh, and they did like a mixing box where you had the cocktail and, um, you, ha- it was like for two people, you got like a, bottle each refashioned and you got enough cocktail to make two cocktails and then they had like a mixologist on and we had a conversation about you know what do you get out of the taste of an old-fashioned and you know do you get any of the similar tastes in refashioned and I found like refashioned tasted like I don't know we, we were saying on the on the group it was like fig roll uh mm-hmm. it was like sweeter it was just so smooth and easy to drink and I was like hang on okay maybe i maybe i will give barley wines another shot. maybe i've just matured in my taste um so as much as i was kind of dreading doing an episode on this when we were saying like what styles could we cover after having that i was like maybe there's some good to this and then i think when you came to visit yeah i actually <laughs> want to point out that this was we were in the siren shop and i was looking at buying a bottle of refashion because you'd said it was really good really good which i did and it is i i have it through there really I good i might put it in my beer advent calendar actually and have it i still have a bottle of it and it is like it is it it is the beer that i would say single-handedly changed my opinion on barley wine i've even had like it's not that it's for anyone that's gonna like you know at me and go oh it's because it's siren like no it's not because i've had maiden yeah Uh, i remember like the first time i had maiden i was like oh like no (laughs) this is not this is absolutely not for me um i've had made it like newer versions of maiden since and i'm like oh actually maybe maybe part of it is my developing taste yeah i think that's um that's but refashioned is the thing that had me being like okay 
I'll give you, I'll give them all another chance. Yeah. So, so I was picking up a bottle of that and then we found scattered light, which is a three wood barley wine also from Siren. And we were like, should we do, should we do a barley wine episode? Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's broaden our horizons. And do yes. a barley wine episode. And um, then we went over to Elusive. And then we went over to Elusive and we picked up um Vibrant Forest Dry the Rain, which is an American barley wine. And we will talk about the differences. Um and then we both happened to just have and then we the, both uh, just happened to have uh what lo- one of Loki's barley wines, and we have for today the Living Out Loud Chocolate Tonka and Vanilla Barley Wine. So those are going to be the ones that we sort of go through today. But yep. yeah, um, I was dreading this because I was like, I don't think I can drink that many barley wines in a <laughs> row. Uh, and then when I came to visit you and we went to, I mean, I'll mention it more when we get to sort of the low key yeah. part of it. Uh, and we drank nothing but barley wines and <laughs> imperial stouts. Um, I was like, okay, maybe I can do it. <laughs> Uh, not on a weeknight <laughs> not on a weeknight at all we were gonna try to do it together in the same place so we could just share like yeah. numerous bottles um but here we are Saturday it's just night. gonna be a, it's to gonna go. be a boozy it's gonna be a boozy evening I think and that's fine that's fine Sunday tomorrow that's fine. for us just just before we start I feel like I'm gonna call it now um, yep. I already know that I like the living out loud like I know I like that one yep. um so that one I'm not concerned about the vibrant forest I've got big concerns. Have you? Gonna like what are your that. concerns? What are your it's concerns? Gonna be, I think it's going to be just really not my cup of tea flavor okay. wise. Um, I don't think there's going to be anything wrong with it. I think yeah. I'm thinking the same with the siren as well. Like, I think it's going to be like, if there's a woodiness to it, like I think there, there might be, yeah. um, or like a smokiness to it. And it's like really super boozy. And yeah. there's not like, that's the majority of, of the taste. I think I'm going to, really struggle and it's okay. nothing to do with the two of those it's just I know that the living out loud has a sweetness to it and yeah. I'm very much like a sweet person um so that kind of balances out and makes it a smoother drink so I'm yeah. calling it now I think that one's going to be my favorite and the other two I will probably end up saying aren't for me but I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised what about you what, like, what do you I, think just from the start so I was thinking about this today and I was like because I was like I've had barley wines and I've been like nah <laughs> no it's not for me but I really do enjoy the ones that have got different, fla- like more sweet flavors added to them. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I'm going to enjoy that one. I have enjoyed one from Harvey's called Elizabeth Ale. That's their barley wine. And when I drank it, I was like, oh, this is really nice. And then went to check it in and it said it was a barley wine. I was like, no, no, it's not. That's not a barley wine. <laughs> and it is. So, um, so I think one of the things that I have discovered while doing some research about barley wine for this episode is that there is a wide range of flavors and aromas and things that are going to come from barley wine so that not all barley wines are created equal (laughs) so you gotta keep you have got to keep trying them because they're all going to be slightly different um their flavors and aromas will change with age some of them you may drink fresh some of them may be aged for one two five ten twenty years and those flavors are going to change over that time so um yeah so it, it is a wide-ranging style that's it i kind of kept that other rambling refashions. chat is about <laughs> I, I kind of i've kept that refashioned because i was like yeah. well i had it like i think two two times potentially maybe because i think it might have also 
I either got it on its own before getting the set or yeah. maybe I got it as part of like another set. I don't know. Um, but I had a few like bottles of it and I definitely kept one because I was like, I want to know what this is. As one that I know I like, Yeah, I'd like to see what this tastes like sort of further down the line. Um, but I think for me, like, so you've obviously, because you're the educator here I did my level best to do absolutely no research like I've got questions <laughs> but I did basically no research because I I find that it means I can sort of maybe ask questions that maybe like if you've looked into it you might not be thinking about another certain yeah. question whereas I can come into it like sort of blank slate as I normally am anyways uh, and so I thought not going to look into it at all so I'm making a snap judgment about what I think but you're right uh, from the Bali ones I've tried, I'm not that person that drinks sours and doesn't like sours and then goes on untapped and goes oh this is a low star because I didn't like it like I can appreciate a barley wine is like certain yeah. barley wines are good quality they're high quality uh they're just not a taste that I tend to like uh so we thought we would put ourselves ourselves through the ringer and try barley wines we're doing <laughs> this do for you dear listeners which brings us, I guess, to the first one that we're going to try, which is not those three that we mentioned. No. <laughs> um, it is Fuller's Golden Pride because we were looking at like what was a yeah what was a good baseline for us, and and I'll let you explain it. But you had kind of said like you found a recommendation that this would be one, and we could get it in Waitrose. So <laughs> I was reading the BJCP, the Beer Judge Certification Program Style Guidelines for English barley wine, um, and. I always find it quite handy because they have at the end a list of commercial examples. Now for your more American styles, that's more difficult because generally they are American beers that you cannot get over here. But for the end, and I'm going to caveat this because often I'll read it and I'll be like, do you think that English beer is one of them, dear? <laughs> and I don't always agree. So this morning, Tori gets a text from me going, BJCP says that um, Robinson's old Tom and Fuller's Golden Pride of Barley Wines. Now, now if you look Tom. at the la- if you look at the label, it says Fuller's Golden Pride Superior Strength Superior Ale. Strength <laughs> Ale, yeah. And I'm um, I would have said personally that Robinson's Old Tom was an old ale, which is different. Um, so, but I figured, you know, I'm going to try and find an old Tom. I went in B and M. Normally they have one, and of course today they didn't. <laughs> so I'm going to try and find one of those and taste it again after these because I've had it before. Um, but I've not it's had like we said, like super, supermarkets. Supermarkets, as we said in the past, are so inconsistent. Yeah, and I know that B and M is very inconsistent yeah. compared to like Depends I find what wait, got Waitrose is actually fairly good at consistency yeah. compared to other stores and supermarkets. Well, B and M, I feel like, is the more. Um, oh, like the purge. If you think about films, it is the purge <laughs> of supermarkets where. <laughs> who knows what it's gonna have i don't know yeah. like one's gonna have one thing one might have another and yeah. you can't look it up online you just have to go no. so despite the fact that i was going near b&m i was like i am not going near b&m i don't want to so i just went to waitrose and went with the fullers <laughs> yeah because i'd seen that and i knew that they would have one so we're going to try this because it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a barley wine um now i will say that i'm going to go through the we'll go through the style guidelines for a barley wine but um it does say and throughout my research i have seen that the beer styles of old ale british strong ale and barley wine can kind of be interchangeable and the lines between them are a bit blurred so um 
we shall see. <laughs> should we just we crack it open? Before, open. You, before you hit us with like history, yeah. should we crack it open, like have a few sips and then be like, this is how we feel about it. And then you can tell yeah, us. I, but it, I want that. an unbiased yeah. view of if this is actually going to be yeah. what I was expecting. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't spill. Uh, and it's not, it's not gone crazy. Happy no. days. Um, to be fair, looking at the colour of it, like I... I don't think that's like far off of what. Yeah, that's what I, I would, would expect. expect about, that's fair. what I would expect barley wine to look like. It is like a really nice amber. Yeah, like I didn't. I mean, amber. You got like a nicer head on yours, but I think that's yeah. because the way I poured mine, I was very like extra gentle with it. And it's kind of cream. It's like a cream tan kind of head. It smells. It has like a bit of like a barley wine. Yeah, like. although. It does smell like I expect barley wine to smell like. Also, if you can hear fireworks in either of our backgrounds. Not to date this at all. Not to date this, but you're going to be like, is shots being fired? You might be <laughs> able to guess I which can hear weekend we recorded this on. Um, yeah, <laughs> if you're in the US, sorry, I, I can't explain it for you. You're just going to have to. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Literally nothing I can do about that right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I could just hear it and I was like, I'm just going to address the... Um, I was waiting whether to see whether you could hear or not. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. No one, don't worry, Joe is not Joe is not in danger. No, it's, it's fireworks. <laughs> it's that weekend. It is in that November. weekend. It is that weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is more or less sort of what I expected. It's not as... I don't think it's as um, like boozy in the aroma as maybe yeah. I thought it was going to be, but do you wanna, it does have this fruitiness. Yeah. Do you want to say what you ex- what you expected from a barley wine? I think I expected it. Maybe it's just based on the ones that I've had. I expected it to be a bit more like, I don't necessarily want to use the word like finest, but like when you have a, like when you have a red wine, like that's what I yeah. sort of have associated with. There's like that fruitiness that I am getting from it um but also there is that like it's not alcohol burn but that smell of alcohol like if you know I mean if you've ever gone to like I've gone to um Bombay Sapphire Distillery and you can go into like where they're actually sort of distilling and they've got an area where it like sort of pulls up and you can like it just has that alcohol smell to it yeah I was kind of expecting not a full-on version of that but more of that than what I'm getting yeah so this this smells exactly like I would expect a barley wine to smell. It smells like you're getting that kind of cereal maltiness. There's a bit I'm like getting a bit of marzipan. There's dried fruit in there. Definitely dried fruit, yeah. Yeah, like maybe a little bit of caramel. It's that like fig, that figishness. Yeah, like slight maybe like slightly burnt caramel. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting from these, right? Have you tasted? I'm going. In. I have. T- I have tasted, and I'm just waiting for you to have a sip before I say what I think. I don't mind that. I don't mind it either. Um, my thoughts are, I'm surprised because I was expecting to sort of, especially because it's just like a quite, well, it's not, I wouldn't say widely distributed because it's in Waitrose. Uh, it's not just anywhere. But um, yeah. as a supermarket offering, like I just wouldn't have expected. And Fuller's, I expected it to kind of be like not really a barley wine, but tasting mm. it, I can definitely see where that's at. You do get that like dried fruit taste. Uh, the first sip I was a bit like oh it's a bit maltier than I expected and a bit lighter than I expected but actually two or three sips in and I'm like okay there you go and and there is the warmth of it but it's not too much alcohol like there's no alcohol burn but there is a warmth to it more so than I expected yeah I I think I agree with that all of that it's got that malty 
almost bread crust. Yeah. Um, I would say like slightly like like very crispy bread. I wouldn't say burnt yeah, yeah, bread, yeah. but like yeah. definitely toasted. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but just that like higher level of toasting, yeah. like a crouton type yeah. like taste. Bit of burnt sugar in there and definitely dried fruits. Yeah. I don't mind it. Like I wouldn't sit here and have yeah. a lot of them no. because it's just not my personal taste. But that's not what barley wines are for. Barley wines are for sipping around the fire, you know, maybe with a nice cheese board. Oh yeah, I could definitely, to be fair, yeah, I could murder this, this with a cheese, with a cheese board. board <laughs> I can murder anything with a cheese board, but <laughs> I feel like, but not like the gross cheeses. Like you can have all the gross oh, cheeses. The gross cheeses. They're not gross. <laughs> you can have all the stinky This would ones. go really well with a vintage vintage cheddar yeah that's 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 well. definitely me so like yeah yes my version of a cheese board and maybe some red grapes perfect yeah yeah, yeah. definitely see that um and yeah there is a booziness to it but it is only she says 8.5 percent so it's at the lower end when we get to our but admittedly our it tastes end. higher i think i think yeah. this tastes higher than an 8.5 percent definite warmth in yeah. there yeah 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 but yeah, should, should we should we jump in now that we sort of said our initial thoughts on yes. it? Do you want to give us a bit of the history? We can revisit the tasting notes yeah. to see does this actually match yep. with what yep. the history says. But right, so history history wise on the old barley wines. Um, so really, a barley wine is usually the strongest ale offered by a brewery. Um, it should be coming in between eight to twelve percent. So because that is more akin to the alcohol content of a wine um that is where barley wine came from um it is thought that these strong ales we're gonna like all of them ales are gonna get the old ale the british strong ale and the barley wine all kind of get lumped together at this point they were probably being made in like the 1400s um and this coincided with the use of hops because you're getting a lot of malt in there but as soon as you've got a lot of malt, you're getting a lot of sweetness. So you do need some form of bitterness to balance that out. Um, because in a barley wine, there's probably three to four times the amount of malt that there is in your regular lower ABV beers. So that's a lot of sweetness. The malt is where the sugar comes from. Um, you need something to balance that out. Uh, so because, as I've said before, because they are a higher ABV, they can be aged and they were often kept for like five, 10 or 20 years. Um, the British gentry started brewing these in their farmhouse breweries on their grounds um, in the 1500s to the 1700s. Uh, and the first documented one is considered to be Bass Number One Pale Ale. Now, fun fact. What? <laughs> I did not expect that. I've got fun facts. I've got fun facts, right? Um, a cachet of Bass Number One Pale Ale was found at the Worthington White Shield Brewery. Now, if you've not heard of Worthington White Shield, um, clue. they are considered to be one of the, they're still kind of brewing like a proper English IPA, uh, if you're interested. But at their brewery in 2006, they found this, cachet of bottles of bass number one pale ale uh, or, that was brewed in 1869 for a special occasion and it's thought that this is the oldest drinkable beer that anyone has drunk um and it had complex flavors of sherry dried fruit christmas pudding and smoked syrupy coffee 
that sounds nice. That so like the Christmas cake, like that whole thing, like eh, like I could take or leave that. Like sherry, I could take or leave that. Like yeah. that's not sometimes for me that's too much. But then when you said like the coffee, I was like, yeah, I said you, I thought you'd like that. All right, okay, mm-hmm. I could get on board with that. That's gonna yeah. be so interesting to try. Like, do you think yeah. they were totally like shit in a brick, being like? <laughs> what is this going to taste like <laughs> when they actually start going oh we can drink this like do you think they were thinking like oh I wonder if this is going to give us like an upset stomach like, or something I don't want to tar people with the same brush but I reckon it was a bunch of dudes and they just dared each other to do it <laughs> <laughs> probably like I feel like we would have been very cautious like oh should we do this someone else would find it and they'd go Bet you won't drink that though. Yeah, that's, I reckon that's exactly what happened. Bet you won't drink that. And I think because there was loads, like you could just like pop the lid off one and be like, neck that, mate. <laughs> yeah, and like, well, I guess the thing is, you, like, we we played this game when we moved house uh, the last time we moved house, and it was the clear out the liquor cabinets of like all the old stuff. There was like like mead bottles. Yeah. There was like old ciders. There was like these things that we had kept for like so long that were like, they're probably gone off. <laughs> but now we're curious of what they taste like. So oh, we no. were like, we don't really want to pack them and move them with us. So my husband thought like, well, what if we just like try a little bit of all of them yeah. <laughs> just hope we don't get ill so I bet it was like that I bet they played that game as well and they're like what's the because we just did the what's the worst that happens hey, you feel a bit crap and then yeah then you get over it like it's not gonna make you it's, it's not gonna, gonna kill, kill you, you. <laughs> so they probably thought yeah. it's not gonna kill you let's just try a bit historic isn't it yeah <laughs> um so going back to our bass number one um I've got some varying dates in my research um but it's thought that that one was first called a barley wine in 1872. But in 1854, the brewers of this beer, Bass, Ratcliffe and Gretton Limited, um, released this beer. It's still occasionally produced for camera beer festivals, apparently. Um, and it was under the trademark of a red diamond. That is the only the second trademark ever to be registered in Britain. And the first one was the the bass red triangle that's on bass pale ale so you know bass got in there with the first ever trademarks of things um that bass number one now called barley wine other than not pale ale um was in production almost continuously until 1995 and it's thought that when that stopped being made that was pretty much the end of production of english barley wines at any sort of scale now, obviously, we know that craft brewers brew them now. So there are, you know, smaller scale ones are produced, but not on the scale that uh, Bass Number One Barley Wine was being brewed at. I guess, like, we could say Fuller's kind of a, a I guess we could say Fuller's yeah, kind of doing that. Yeah, they probably do a fair scale, I would have thought. Although, um, if it's just in weight, like, I don't know what their scale is like. Like, yeah. I don't know how much they're actually doing of it. But um, I mean, if it's Waitrose, it's got to be a fair scale. Yeah, we. That's that's it. It's like it's probably a fair scale, but then also like I don't think I've really seen it anywhere other than waitress. So so it's like if it's only waitress, you know, don't know. Uh, Interesting, but it does say award-winning ale on it. So yeah, Yeah. this is um, it's not too bad. It is it is getting very um, Christmas cakey. Yeah, and I'm not a Christmas cake fan. No, I'm not a Christmas cake fan. So I don't like dried fruits. Like dried fruits freak me out. I think it's like a texture thing. Really? You don't yeah. like sultanas? 
No, you know what sultanas are? <laughs> yes, I know they are. I absolutely hate them. Like, li- I just <gasps> you hate sultanas. Them. Yes, I raisins, sultanas. I don't like raisins, but like, I love sultanas. It just freak me out. I don't know. My husband's like, they you love sweet sh- things. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's a it's a weird texture thing. I think. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you like sweet things, and don't like, like really no. Oh no! I like cranberries. I like cranberry juice. It's not yeah. like I don't like the taste of cranberry. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, like grapes. Don't like raisins. Oh, dried dried apricots. Don't like that. Don't like. It's just the dried stuff. I think. Mm. Not a fan. <laughs> Things that you learn on the Women's Brew podcast about each of I get freaked out. By dried fruits. Um, do you want to know a bit more about how barley wines are made? Yeah, no, we'd love to. <laughs> Enlighten me. <laughs> sure. Um, so obviously because they are quite high ABV, um, you're gonna need to use a lot of malt. And sometimes to get the really high ABV, there are different there are different ways that they can do that. Um, they've also had different nicknames over the years, and they have been designated with k's and x's so you could have it called k xxx or xxxx depending on the strength of the brew and the numbers and descriptors were interchangeable depending on which brewer was labeling up the beers at the time but they could be called double 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 strong stale stock old or barley wine um i'm know, just picturing the guy that's like probably had like a few barley wines he's just like Ah, fuck it call it stale it's not my favorite one yeah. let's just call it stale this one's let's, call, let's it call it stale ale kx 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 <laughs> and he's just like yeah let's fuck it let's go with it <laughs> and so this double double came from or du- double and double double came from the way that they brewed it so when you do your mash in brewing you take off the you remove the grains from the from the water which you know your wort that first running is the strongest bit, bit of it because it's got all of the fermentable sugars that the mash, the druid that's been produced during the mash, where the grains have been sat in that water. Um, so those first runnings can often be taken off and used on their own before you do the rest of the sparge and wash more sugars from the grains. So interesting. Um, now they used to do that, take off the first runnings put that back through the grains so then you would have doubled it and use that for a barley wine um you can then do it take it off put it through put it through without adding any extra sparge water um that's called double double so you've got your double and your double double um there was also some techniques where they would blend so they would have their first runnings they would then uh possibly put more water through that batch might be used for a slightly lower ABV beer, or they might mix a bit of that into the first runnings to get the um, starting gravity. So the how much sugar was in that first lot of wort um, that they wanted, depending on the beer they were making. So to get that high ABV, you need that amount of sugars, and there was different techniques they could use for that. Um, there was also a technique called party guile brewing. <laughs> I like that name already. I'm in. I'm in. But I will say, I will say when you were saying the runnings, I just wanted to say like the runnings of the wart. Like it could be an event, the runnings of the wart. But this party guile sounds even better. So this, so party guiling is where you take the runnings of two or more beers and you blend them together 
or um, the so you take the first bit and then you sparge another bit and that's used for another beer or you blend them together. Um, it's thought that not many places do that anymore, but Fuller's still may, still uses party guy or brewing, not only for probably this beer, but also for their extra special bitter, their London Pride, which is the best bitter, and their Chiswick bitter. We had their extra special extra special bitter, didn't we? Yes. Well done, fillers, for your party guile. Yeah, so they still do it like that. So then this, I've got so many good fun facts. <laughs> this one's really, you're going to like this one. All right, so really pe- pepper, like them, one. pepper them all through because we don't want to let go like all the fun facts. So then you're like, I'm out of fun facts by like second beer. I mean, I've got, I'll have some more, but this is really though. good. This I one's love fun really facts. good. Um, so because these brews are obviously very strong, there's a lot of sugar in there. The yeast has got to do a lot of work to eat it all and produce those high levels of alcohol. The yeast can get a little bit tired. And so, you know, yeah, it gets a little bit tired. And sometimes you either need to pitch a bit more yeast in to get it going or you need to rouse it. So one of the ways that they used to rouse tiring yeast, because remember back in the day, these weren't in big stainless steel fermenters like we have nowadays. They were in actual barrels. Um, They would get the barrel and they would roll it and they would just give it a little roll around the brewery and then it settled back down again and that like, way oh, you just gotta up. gotta take your barrel for a walk yeah uh-oh yeast got a bit yeast has got a bit tired let's take the barrel for a walk and wake it i back reckon again. like people probably back in the day we used to have like barrel races or something like that <laughs> they'd be like who can push we the don't want to do it too quick you don't want to scare the yeast but then maybe that's it it's like a roller coaster for yeast <laughs> hands up everyone we're going around um well then maybe that's part of like the challenge though they're like roll it but not too fast but also get it across the finish line first like that's part of the challenge i think like that probably happened i'm gonna guess like that's that's a thing don't don't fact check it i'm sure it was probably (laughs) true i'm sure it probably happened don't fact fact check us no yeah so that's those are my facts about barley wines english barley wines did you say um serving temperature did i miss that no i did not say so okay i was like i was like mm, i did not did i say that no because we have not got into our style guidelines yet right the style, style guidelines style guidelines according to bjcp for an english barley wine so in color it's going to be gold to brown which is 8 to 22 on the srm scale i think our let's see let's do a check our London, i'd say yeah our golden pride is in about the middle of that i reckon yeah um, it's going to have a moderate perceived bitterness, which is 35 to 70 IBUs. So you could have 70 IBUs, but it's not necessarily going to taste that bitter because obviously that bitterness is balancing out the sweetness of the malt. Yeah, that's um, what I learned when we spoke to JD about like the, yeah. the honey beer for our weather. Yeah. It was very much like, yeah, you might have something that's quite high high for the bitterness, but actually it's just because if you have something really, really sweet, you don't want it to be too sweet. So yeah. therefore... On paper, it looks really bitter, yeah. but it doesn't taste really bitter. That's that's the difference between actual bitterness and perceived bitterness. Bitterness. Um, its alcohol level should be high to very high, which is eight to twelve ABV. Fits Maybe that, sometimes barely. even higher. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. I can the end. <laughs> so the lower end. This one. Um, its serving temperature should be ten to twelve point seven degrees Celsius which is 50 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and the preferred glassware is a snifter glass, kind of like a brandy glass, which, you know, if you look at it, 
that would probably pass for some brandy. Yeah, I could see that, to be fair. Yeah. That, so that's your cool. English barley wine. I, I would say on this one, like the bitterness is maybe slightly lower than what I would expect based on the style guide guidelines but not by much like there is that middle ground of bitterness but i think only i think it's like slightly just lower i think um, that comes from like the kind of burnt sugarness as yeah. well and to be fair i think mine it, it also could be that mine is slightly colder probably than where it needs yeah. to be because with this one strong ale i was like i don't know if this is a fridge one or a chilled one or what so i sort of let the other ones become more chilled and this one i kind of kept in the fridge so potentially when it gets warmer as well that might obviously have an impact on that as well don't know we'll find out when i go back to it later at the end of this episode yeah right should we try another one i think so i think i've uh it's fine it's 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 a it's a good style i think yeah uh it's a good example but i do think that i am ready to move on from it should we try next american let's go american American. we've done our uk let's go american let's go vibrant forest so i've got a fun fact right hit me with it um so in the uk we write it as barley space wine yeah but in america they do barley wine one word which is funny because uh so this vibrant forest dry the rain it's an american barley wine but it's barley space wine mm. so i mean it's not very authentic there should be a uh, american barley wine or one word my glass is so dirty <laughs> i think my this is dark enough that i can't notice Oh, this definitely. So looking at this, it's got a red. It looks red, like it doesn't. I wouldn't even say amber. Holding it up to the light, and it full on is red, with a foamy beige head. I would say. Mine's a bit yellow. Yellow. Yeah. Hmm. Mine definitely is beige. I'm getting chocolate off of it. Me too, but Mm. I'm not mad about it. No, I'm not mad about it, but. I was, I, was, uh, I was worried of like, oh, I bet this one's <laughs> going to be like really like red whiny or something like that. But it does. It has a bit more. And I wouldn't even say cacao chocolate. It's just no, straight it's chocolate. chocolate. It's a bit. I'm getting a bit of vanilla as well, to be yeah. fair, like a chocolate. And, and I'm vanilla. thinking I'm getting a touch of like tobacco smoke. But I'm going I think in. I've even maybe got a slight bit of nuttiness in it, like just a very, very subtle, like a hazelnut or something. Oh, hold on. I want to take a sip. That was smokier than I anticipated. Mm. Kind of tastes a bit like root beer, but like a more alcoholic root beer. Yeah, I can see that. I can't really explain root beer other than just root beer. Like I'm getting a very a a touch of aniseed. Mm, Let me see. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I can validate that. Um I would like to know a bit more specifically about American barley wine. Uh, but first impressions for me are that I'm not sure if it's my taste like I, it's not necessarily a taste that I particularly enjoy this is the type of barley wine that I don't necessarily enjoy yeah but I would be interested to hear sort of like what the American like what makes an American barley wine different from a British barley wine um very simply it is obviously derived from the English barley wine um, but it is made with American ingredients and therefore American hops And as a general rule of thumb with American styles, they are just more hoppy. (laughs) Yeah, I I get that. And I I mean, I like hoppy beers, um, but I can definitely tell. I think the hoppiness for this almost takes away the smoothness. Yeah. 
that that like the fuller's had a bit more of like a smoothness to it whereas this i I don't think it's necessarily just the hoppiness i think there's a smokiness and a hoppiness to it um that makes it more of a challenge to drink for me personally but i think i know like so many people that would enjoy it yeah um there's nothing wrong with it it's strictly my taste buds and not being a massive fan of of this style of barley wine because i like sweet and this is there's definitely i can see the medium level bitterness in this for sure it's definitely more bitter um and those flavors that are coming through it doesn't have that dried fruit taste to it that has that sweetness um so i can tell you why that is okay i've been reading the reading the can I didn't um, read the can. And it says, <laughs> they say on the can, this is a dark American barley wine, because of course you can get slightly lighter ones. This is a darker one. Um, it's well hopped with Chinook and Centennial and has been aged on brandy infused oak. There we go. Subtle notes of vanilla and spice. There we go. Dry the Rain, which is the name of it, comes in at a nice warming 9.8%. Although I feel like there's, this one feels less boozy than the other one. I'm not getting that warmth at the end of it. I am. Oh, are you? Maybe I've just got used to it. <laughs> I definitely am, but I think it doesn't taste the gap. So this is being a 9.8 and the other mm. one being an 8.5. The gap doesn't taste as wide yeah. as it is, as it if is, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and fermentation with a neutral ale yeast allows the combination of different caramel malts to shine through. So the reason you're not getting that dried fruit is because that dried fruit comes from fermentation with an English ale yeast. English ale yeast adds fruity esters. This is used a neutral, neutral. ale yeast, so you're not getting those fruity esters in it. That makes that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it has that vanilla that I mentioned, like in the yeah. smell. When I said there's like vanilla and chocolate, yeah, it had that vanilla. And that's in it. and I think the aniseed spice that I'm getting is from that the brandy infused oak. Yeah, I mean, when I said like root beer, um, I think that kind of encompasses a bit of the the oak. Yeah. Uh, as well as the spice yeah. as well, because root beer, it's I guess you would describe, describe root beer as spiced. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can definitely get all those flavours, like the brandy piece of it. Like, I can definitely, that warmth that I'm getting off it, I can definitely see that as, like, a brandy warmth. Yeah. I think if you, if those flavours sound really good to you, um, I think that you, like, I didn't necessarily taste the vanilla as much. I smelled it, but I didn't necessarily, like, taste that as much. But the rest of it, like, all definitely there and if that sounds really good to you i think that you'd really enjoy it um i know so many people like i feel like this would be a good one like you said to sit by the fire yeah. and have on a, when you're really cold and you just want something like a nice winter warmer sit by a fire and have this if you're a person that likes brandy i think you'd really like it as well because yeah. it's it strikes me as that like same demographic yeah uh taste bud wise so i'm i think i might not finish this whole can on my own but i think my husband would probably quite like it to be fair this um, um this one would definitely go really well in the snifter glass because you could probably like swirl it and get all the all the complex aromatics off of it. I feel like you could probably make a baked good with it as well. Oh yeah. Like I feel like you could probably make something Christmas cakey. Yeah. Like not a Christmas cake, so obviously you need actual brandy for that, but um something similar. Like I feel like you, you could totally make soak something Christmas cake in this. You probably could, to be fair. Do you want to hear the very subtly different style guidelines for an American barley wine. Yeah, let's do it. And we'll, we'll tick off the list as you as you go through it. Yeah. So colour is light amber to light brown, which is 10 to 19 on the SRM scale, which is in between the colours of an English barley wine. 
um, because that's 8 to 22. So it kind of sits in the middle of an English barley wine. I think I disagree with that for this because this almost, for me, it I looks... I think this is quite dark. Uh, it's very dark, but I wouldn't say, like, when you say brown, brown, like, I wouldn't say brown, I'd say red. No, no. It's, 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 chest- it's like a like chestnut red. Chestnut red. Yeah. Which is one of my favourite colours in beer. I, yeah. <laughs> it is like a lovely colour when you hold it up to <laughs> yeah. light. Um, however, the perceived bitterness is pronounced, which is 50 to 100 IBUs. I would agree with is, that for this. Um, so that's, whereas an English one was only moderate, which was 35 to 70. Do we list IBUs on here? No. I don't know. I, I do wish cans would have. I know, I, know we, I, know we har- I know we harp on about this all the time, Let but I do wish like cans the, would have that breakdown old, and stuff. Let me have a look on the old yellow, yellow check-in app. Yellow check-in <laughs> Let me reference that old ye old yellow check-in app. I'm not going to say the name because people are upset at it at the minute. I, I have not heard any of this, I don't think. Okay, yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting, but I do oh, appreciate it. Doesn't that. Say, it says that it's got zero IBUs, which I think is a lie. <laughs> I think it's just not been filled in. Can you have zero IBUs? <laughs> I mean, actually, like, surely there has to be like even like a one like sure there has to be can have zero ibus okay yeah fair noted that makes sense when you say it out loud like that yeah of course that makes sense yeah but yeah i I would say the bitterness is definitely more pronounced in this for me it's more noticeable and maybe that's why i don't because i don't like um strong bitterness like i'm not a big fan of strong bitterness i think that's probably part of the problem for me i can get that kind of vegetal hop character that i associate with american hops but are you only are you only getting so i'm not getting that at all are no, you getting get it because that. you've looked at the hops no, that were on it no i got that before yeah i don't get i don't get the vegetable in this it's just kind of in the back of the taste i think for me it's just the bitterness is just overpowering it so i really not i'm not t- getting I, too I, much i quite else. like it i wouldn't say i dislike it in the sense like i wouldn't take a sip of it and be like oh like if someone if someone said to me you have to drink all of this like i would do it but it's definitely a sipper like it's yeah. not i think like at the moment, out of the two that we've had, the fillers, I could drink that a lot quicker. Yeah. This one is definitely a slower drink for me. Um, it's more of a challenge for me, just based on my preference of what I enjoy. So I think barley wines are generally challenging beers anyway. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. And that's why I was dreading this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want a little bit of history about American barley wines? Yeah, all right, go on then. So... Um, as I've said, it's derived from the English style. It is thought that the first American craft beer version of a barley wine, of American barley wine, was made by Anchor and was the old foghorn. And that was first brewed in 1975. The 70s in America is like the birthplace of most American beer styles, just in case you were wondering. Um, but also one that I happen to have here, um, Sierra Nevada Bigfoot barley wine was first brewed in 1983 um and it is said to have set the standard for the hop forward style that we understand today so i got one of those i'm going to try that later not today (laughs) um and see what that you sure you don't want to just marathon all your barley wines tonight no i don't (laughs) Um, also i didn't have this one in the fridge on purpose so that when i get to the end of these barley wines i don't go yeah just drink another one well that's it that's the problem with like stuff like this isn't it is is you like you work your way through it and then you're like like just one more like it's especially on a saturday you're like oh it's the night still young like day tomorrow it's fine 
Um, do you want another fun fact? Yeah, you know it. So the story goes that when Sierra Nevada first sent Bigfoot out of, out to the lab for analysis, um, the lab called them and said, your barley wine is too bitter. And um, Sierra Nevada said, thank you. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's too bitter. They're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's what we were going for. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. <laughs> that is, um, that one tickled me. I like that. I thought you'd I, like that one. I do appreciate that fun fact yeah. for sure. Yeah. Should we go to the next one? Mm. Siren, scattered light, three wood barley wine. Let's see. Let me let me see the rest. Like, let me read the back. A latest take on a style steeped in tradition, caramel toffee and burnt sugar flavors, built out of a classic malt base with flashes of vanilla wafers, berries, and zesty citrus hop notes. Spinning the beer through cypress oak and maple spiral imparts a nutty complexity, balancing rich sweetness with juicy tannins in a long dry finish. Actually, it sounds nice, so maybe I will like it. Uh, it's, it's a tank center color. it's beautiful color it kind of sits between the golden pride and the vibrant forest similar head color to the vibrant forest yeah it smells interesting it does and it smells like everything that i don't like in a barley wine <laughs> i'm so nervous to sip it i'm not gonna lie getting vanilla i'm getting fruitiness yeah there's definitely fruit. like i'm definitely um i'm getting those juicy tannin smells for sure I get the more I smell it, the more I kind of can get the vanilla, but it's very subtle because I think the berries are very strong in comparison. Okay. And I can get a slight bit of woodiness in the smell, I think. Yeah, I get woodiness. Right, I'm going in. Oh, okay. That tastes completely different from what it smells. <laughs> I, am, I am officially confused because obviously I just that I, tastes like I, toffee. I, so I read it out and I was like, that actually sounds nice. Then I smelled it and I was like, Ooh, that aroma is the aroma of the style of barley wine that I feel like has traumatized me to not like barley wines. Then I just took a sip and I was like, that is a hell of a lot sweeter than I expected that yeah. to be. Um, I need another sip because I kind of don't believe it. It tastes like toffee. That will go so well with a vintage English it cheddar. Ta- it does taste like toffee, doesn't it? Like, so um, I did a little beer and cheese pairing a while back Ooh. and I paired... And a vintage English cheddar with a with a best bitter because I wanted that caramel malt flavour to come out because then when you get the vintage cheddar there's like little little salt crystals in it yeah and it goes really Ooh. nice and crumbly so then it's kind of like salted caramel add this with your with your um, vintage crumbly English cheddar I think that or like salted uh, caramel get, man I could have this with just like Ritz crackers yeah like a salty Ritz cracker. Mm. And cheese, obviously, because like obviously you can't have cheese. You would, you have to have cheese. But I feel like this is one that I, I, I'd be happy with one of, but for a totally different reason. Because I feel like this drink too much of this, and I feel like you're probably asking for a headache oh, the next day, yeah. like for sure. Yes, it's at ten percent. It is ten percent. It doesn't. <laughs> weirdly, I would argue this is the least boozy out yeah. of the three that like we've had so far. I think there's a warmth at the back, but it doesn't go all boozy to me it's not again there's no alcohol burn the warmth isn't like a all-encompassing warp like it's there but very subtle it's not like that's not the majority of the flavor it's not overpowering anything 
but yeah, you're right. It's very toffee. The wood, like the woodiness and the aroma, definitely it's not very woody in taste. Uh, but I know that that's probably because what's being pulled out of those woods is not, it's those woods, it's a cypress, oak and maple. maple. Yeah. It says to sort of impart like a nutty complexity. Um, and I do sort of get that like a little bit, but I would say that those woods probably bring out like some of the vanilla flavor, like because I know wood yeah. can bring out like vanilla flavors yeah. and, and all that. So I would hazard a guess that that obviously plays into it as well, as opposed to it bringing out a woodiness. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, this is considered an English barley wine because I just looked it out. It's uh, surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna the aftertaste does but... have like a a vinous like white like winey wine like quality to it but is very the upfront is very sweet and i appreciate that there are similar notes in it to the golden pride so just right, hang, hang on hang on i'm gonna do it now i think um the siren actually it comes through a bit more it's not thick and it's not it's not thick and syrupy but it has a more of like yeah. a syrupy it's got a taste a to it chewy, like coating a like a mouth chewy. coating yeah yeah yeah. would agree than the Definitely than the fullers true, but, but, but the upfront that. taste is is similar yeah so. but you'd expect that because it's 10 percent, and the other one's only 8.5 so i mean first few sips it doesn't taste 10 percent. the more sips in you get the more you're like yeah. oh, okay yeah it, i can see that being 10%. i feel that in my cheeks now Definitely for sure. Uh, so one of the questions that I actually had was sort of like yeah. the naming conventions, how we were calling it like a barley wine. Yep. Because also I happen to have an oat wine and a rye wine. So I have got, uh, it was one of the fifth birthday beers from Fierce and it was a collaboration with Brew, Brew York and it's called Very Big Flapjack uh, and it's an oat wine, an 11% oat wine. So mm-hmm. I've got that and I have, I happen to be wearing the Tartarus shirt total coincidence um but i have uh tartarus's i think it's pronounced rock it's roc i'm gonna guess it's called rock uh but it's one of their first birthday beers and it's an imperial rye wine this one Ooh. i'm gonna have you guess the abv on it 12.5 <laughs> is 22 percent sure i nearly swore then it's a uh, 22 percent i've got two of these <laughs> Because I wanted to have one and then age the other one. I but I never got around those. I never got around to having the first one, so I still have two. Uh, but 22%, I got this at the, when they did the tap takeover at Hopper Place. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the sweet, sweet, sweet t-shirt. Got some beers and I, this is one of the ones I got. And I just thought it was interesting because obviously we've got barley wine. We've got an oat wine. We've got a rye wine. You know, would you classify them? all together and just call them like beer wines or would so, you what's the differentiation there is it so while i was doing my research on barley wines another style that was is within um the bjcp guidelines is a wheat wine um and basically interesting very similar just having a look at its stats yeah so it's quite similar to your barley wines of both types um but it has 50% of the grist is wheat. Um, so obviously that's going to give you, you're still getting your fermentable sugars. You're still getting that similar amount of that, but it's going to give you a bit more of a fuller, chewier, creamier texture because you get more protein from, from wheat. So I would say that a rye wine and an oat wine come under this similar kind of wheat wine category and that probably the 
50% of the grain bill is rye or oats to yeah. get that different. And because, of course, rye is going to give you that spiciness that you get from rye. Oats, you're going to get more creaminess from them. So it's the different things that craft brewers can play around with, with different um, with different malts to produce different things. Um, interestingly, with a wheat wine, it does say in the style guidelines that even though it has, you know, even though it's, an, it's a wheat beer, it isn't similar to like a German wheat beer, to like a Weiss beer or a, yeah. or a Belgian wheat beer. You're not looking for those esters and phenols that come from the yeast. It is a wheat wine because it's got wheat in it, as opposed to those types of esters and phenols that come from the yeast. It's all about the grain. And yeah. barley wine, the overarching whole barley wine, wheat wine, rye wine oat wine whatever you want it to be it is a wine air quotes because it's got a lot of malt in it that's bumping up that avb abv to <laughs> a to similar levels of a wine yeah there you go. Make, yeah that makes sense for yeah. sure um i mean with it being called a wine with the yeah. high abvs and you know and you some of them have of the those, you get that kind of vinousiness from some of them as well especially when you age them well i was gonna say like you know my take on the do we think that people that like wine would enjoy barley wine like I I think it's not a straight yes or no answer I think it's it's like wine like wine itself you wouldn't say this it's very rare that you have someone that's like do you like wine yes like flat out do you like wine yes or no yes no most people would say well okay which wine um I really like like for me I know uh i I've only really started appreciating red wine, for example, in the last, I don't know, five, five or so years. But then yeah. I'm very picky with the red wines that I like and I like very particular ones. And, you know, I don't really like white wines that much. And a rosé, it depends on, you know, sweetness. And I like a Riesling because it's sweet. Oh, I love it's a not, Riesling. I oh, love it. Love it. There's one if you've got, a co- well, you don't have Costco, do you? No. Uh... <sighs> they do one that I I know I liked for a fact yeah. in the US um, called Kung Fu Girl. And they have oh. that in uh, Costco. I'll, I'll buy you a bottle. Don't Thanks. Worry. I love um, a, I love a Spamante as well. See, I don't like that as much. Oh. Um, and I'm very picky, like red wine. I think because I, don't really like red wine. I developed the appreciation more so. I've had it so many times. We have it at my in-laws. I've, I've, you know, the red wine comes out at the end of the night. Um, but I really developed an appreciation more so when we did a tasting when we were in Italy. And mm. we were in um, like Florence. We were in the like Chianti wine region. And uh, we had what was like a Chianti Classico. And since then, they tell you like it's got the uh, a black rooster on on the label, so always look out for black roosters if you want a Chianti Classico. And it always ends up being the more expensive ones, usually. Of course, it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, accidental expensive taste, um, but yeah, that's the one that I'm always like, oh, yeah, it's just got that nice balance of like the flavors. It's not too dry. It's not too sweet. It's just like really great. But I think it's kind of like similar with barley, which bring it back to barley wine. It's very similar. Like you wouldn't just have someone say, do you like barley wine? Yes or no. Because I think it's sort of like green hot beers. Yeah. Do you like green hot beers? Yes or no. Well, green hot beers can mean so many different, so things. Many different things. And barley wines can mean so many different things that just in the three we've already had. Yeah. Different Before flavors. we even get more creative with it, yeah. I've gone like, yes, I like this one. No, that one's not for me. This one's a middle ground, not, you know. And I think looking at all the ones we've got, they are, you know, in the grand scheme of barley wines, they're probably quite young. 
like they've not necessarily been aged. These have come out and they've, they are fr- as, you know, as fresh as barley wine's going to get other than, you know, straight from tank. These are fresh. They've not been aged for a variety of years. There are ones yeah. that you can get. So recently su- sub sub one year basically yeah, yeah. like that at the minute um i've noticed in some of our beer groups that the jw lee's harvest beer is very popular it's the right time of year for it to come out and i think one of the online retailers has actually had some stashed away and oh, has right. been uh, you can buy several vintages at once so you can do a vertical tasting of it and see how it's aged over time um it will cost you <laughs> like a nice penny because you know aged beers are a lovely commodity <laughs> i mean yeah I, I would expect the price tag to match when you say yes yeah so you can, anyways, you can but... drop a drop a chunk to get yourself a set of um jw lee's harvest ales that have been that's aged the thing though is like properly. there's certain styles like if someone said like oh i've got this barley wine like this particular barley wine and we've aged it this, even if i like the first one they're like oh, i'm aging it unless i really like it I don't feel like I would any beer, not just barley wines, you know, ales, you know. And I feel like if I was going to do that, that, I'd have to like be like, right, we are a bunch of us are getting together because I wouldn't want to drink the whole bottles myself. <laughs> It'd have to be a let's all get together and bring cheese and let's just share a bunch of these and do a vertical together. Because well, then like if you're if you're having a vertical like that and you, and you have paid that kind of money and it is something that's like so renowned, like what's what's fun for me anyways I can't speak for everyone some people would happily do it on their own for me it's not fun to do something like yeah. that on my own because who am I gonna talk to about it if that makes sense like I would want to be like oh this yeah, is really cool not gonna, I have this thing. Rick's not gonna appreciate it Gordon <laughs> is not gonna appreciate it <laughs> I love my husband he has many things but if I sit there and I'm like oh, the complexity of this like he would just be like cool <laughs> <laughs> Gordon will tell me it tastes like beer. <laughs> to be fair, like Rick, Rick, even though he does the like, if I ask him, as well, it tastes like beer. If I really push him to go, like, what's the taste like? He will, he will tell me. Or if I, usually he'll get mad if I say, "Do you taste this?" He'll be like, "Let me taste it on my own." Um, but it is very much like he doesn't want to sit there and have a conversation on like the complexity of no, this no. barley wine that I'm drinking. He's just like, if I really push him, Gordon it's good. Will off it's the bad. No, like yeah I but I think that's part of the experience to be yeah. fair that like, I really enjoy that and um that's why I like doing bottle shares or going and meeting up with people to have drinks somewhere when I know yeah. something important's going to be on because like I want to have that shared experience or when we both get a beer and I'm like oh let's drink it at the same time because it's nice to talk to somebody else yeah. about it um, it also helps like I think validate when you're like oh I think it tasted like this did you get that and then the other person is like, yeah, yeah, I got that. Then you're like, okay, cool. I've, you know, I did, you know, I, I was on the mark with that. It definitely yeah. helps, I think, in that sense too. So can't imagine spending that kind of money and then being like, yeah, it was me on my own. own. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I'd like it. I like this one. I like this one as well, but it's a toss up between, I think, this one in the Fullers. And I only say that because I think the aftertaste of the Siren one is more strong and pronounced i think than the fullers the fullers kind of stays smooth throughout the whole thing yeah whereas i think the siren becomes a bit more i don't want to say sharp because in terms of like beer descriptors sharp's not yeah really the right word for it but um it becomes a bit more 
intense I guess yeah in the aftertaste more so in the drinking so I think that while I like the complexity of flavors in the siren I feel like I could more easily drink the fullers yeah if that makes sense it's it's less complex it's less exciting per se but it's it makes it easier to drink in that way but yeah I'm um I'm curious I want to pass that on to my husband and see like what he thinks about that one because I think he would actually like that one quite a bit um but I'm really excited to go on to Loki so should we so this is an example of what can happen if you add all sorts of flavors Tonka to (laughs) (laughs) all all sorts of Tonka and flavors (laughs) so this one is categorized as a barley wine other I I assume it's because because of the adjuncts adjuncts in it yeah yeah. So yeah, the one that we both have that we're going to drink now is the chocolate tonka and vanilla. Yes. Like you said at the beginning, but I also have. So there was like a set of them that came out. Yeah. All at the same time, uh, and I got them not for this one, but I got it because I wanted this bad boy, which was PB&J. chocolate tonka, obviously PB and J. Yeah. And I was like PB and J. Yes, I am in for it. Like I am living for it. Let's do this. Um, and then I got the set because not only was there that, but there was also the chocolate tonka and coffee. Yep. And I love coffee. So yep. went for that one 100%, uh, which we just ended up both having the vanilla. So oh, I think done. I've got all three. <laughs> do you have all three? I think I've got all Ooh. three. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to save the coffee for something yeah. else, I think. But ah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> something else. Uh, but <laughs> but I think yeah this was a good choice the PB and J I'm just like I need to uh, save that for the right moment in general. So we had an interesting conversation about that, didn't we, with Rich from Butilias? We did. Yeah. I'm going to even use my Butilias glass. A fun fact about how they get the PB and J flavors into the beer: it's tea. I just don't un- like. I don't understand. I don't so know. the Kent and Sussex tea company make a tea that is peanut butter and jelly right and you that you cold brew it and add it to the beer before you bottle it however they've decided they can't do it anymore because it has actual nuts in it (laughs) and so they don't want to make beer that people with nut allergies can't drink that's fair enough i think that i can i can understand like you want you don't want to be exclusionary if you can help it yeah this smells so just to cover the smells here and i think like it's mainly the tonka that comes yeah. through in the smell um because it's got this like spice quality to it yeah almost like a cinnamony like yeah not quite cinnamon but you know spiced christmas cookie type tonka always kind of comes across as marzipani to me yeah so for me it comes across as that but combined with a bit of like spiciness yeah. so and it's, it's got any all... head? no mine is lightly hazed not quite as clear the other three were like bright clarity. This one's slightly hazed. Um, it is a much lighter amber than the others. It's got no head. already because I know I like it. I just went right in. And it still tastes as beautiful as when we had it. So um, we it's had got, a bottle of this. It's got lovely legs. Oh, see, I, d- I, I don't have that on mine because I've got no head. <laughs> I've you got can nothing. You still see the legs though. So for those who are listening and for those that don't know how to look at legs, so it's like a wine tasting thing. Yes. If you tip your beer as if you're going to tip it out of the glass and then straighten it back up again. <laughs> I've got to do it directly into the camera. <laughs> Apologies. Because that's can, where my light is. There's like a film that gets left behind 
and then yeah. she comes back down and that's called legs and that means there's a lot of alcohol in it <laughs> it's this difficult to see on my glass because 10%. i definitely have fingerprints all over it so um yeah not not ideal i got it all fingerprinty but yeah so we had we had like this vodka. together oh it's i think it's so smooth yeah it's so easy drinking easily probably taste the lowest abv out yeah. of the bunch <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. For the that. highest ABV, it tastes the lowest ABV. Yeah. Um, when we had this, we had it at Sadler's in yep. Faversham yep. for the soft launch of the Boutillier's opening of, yep. of, of the, that was going to be their tap room, bar. I guess. Yeah, yeah restaurant, restaurant bar. bar. I, like, would you call it a tap room? Because it's, it is kind yeah. of, but it's restaurant bar it, tap room. Yeah, restaurant bar tap room. Um, highly recommend it. Yeah, it's lovely. Such a good spot. The yeah. food, especially if you like Mexican food, so good. Is to die for, and I say that as a, a person with relatively high standards. Yeah, you like the pico. Uh, Dorado, Mexican you? food. The pico was so good. <laughs> it was all so good. The atmosphere was really great. Yeah. The location is so easy to get to from the train station. Yep. Um, a lot like literally loved everything about it. And then they had all the um Boutilliers they had Loki they had a whole bunch of guest beers on um we basically spent the night drinking barley wines and impies hang on that a was second. not the plan it was not the plan not we the were plan. like we'll go in we'll start yeah. with a doki doki yeah we'll, we'll have a doki doki we'll be quiet it'll we'll be you know we'll have a quiet night because we're gonna brew the next day um yeah then we had a lovely evening chatting to Rich from Boutilliers <laughs> and yeah <laughs> yeah so I've got the bottles that we are the majority of the mm-hmm. bottles that we were uh, going on. So let's so, take the bottles home. Yep. So we had the dusting crops, which I like insisted I had to have the but like yeah. Joe was like, oh, I don't think I've had that one. I was like, I'm really sorry, Joe. Like oh, that makes me laugh. I need to have that. Yeah. Uh, so that was the wild turkey barrel aged uh, imperial stout. Mm-hmm. That was the chocolate and tonka. Uh, yeah, eleven percent on that one. So we had that. <laughs> This is after we had already had uh, Winged Angel. Yeah, one Winged Angel, which was a raspberry brown stout that had been aging for two years and was still tasting and it was delicious. Incredible. That was so my think beer had... of 2020. When the, I... I was like, oh, that is on. I am having some of I that. I want to say we even had like a half, like wasn't even a third. I think we had like a half of it each. Yeah. So we both had like half of that to start yeah. and we were like, cause we were like, we'll go in, we'll start light and then we'll sort of go yeah. as we go on from there. Um, but we started speaking to Rich. He said like, no, this is on tap and it's beautiful. Cause you both had the one wing. Yeah. Cause we had a shirt on. On. Your t-shirts on. Um, so yeah. And he was like, it's on and it's tasting really good. And you were like, well, I think I'll have that. And I was like, well, I've never had it. So I would like want to have it. So we got, <laughs> we got half of that. So that was good. Um, we had what we're drinking now, which yep. was the living out loud, uh, chocolate talk of the barley wine. We had the dusting crops. I just said, yep. um, we had Miss Kitty Fantastico, which was yep. cherry chocolate and Tonka Imperial stout. Yep. Um, 10 percent that one was uh i just wanted this one because the label and the name was brilliant and i didn't buy it because i'm very particular about cherry and beer it's in a stout for me chocolate and cherry can be conflicting for my senses but this was absolutely amazing and i'm gutted that i hadn't bought it but i ended up with the label so i'm happy days and it's got a nice pink wax yeah so the wax literally i didn't even delabel another one of those I didn't even delay like no. delabel them because the bottles themselves with the wax yeah. looks just really pretty. And in the process as well, we were like, oh, should we have another one? Let's have another one. So I grabbed Demon Reset uh, and it's 10% as well. 
So we went sharing like these. We had uh, the one winged angel. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was a. It was one of those lovely <laughs> unexpected nights. <laughs> And then yeah, we, we say you're gonna go and do something, and then you go we like, the opposite we're way. Like, we'll work our way up. But it it's was fine. great. Um, but then we had the best time because we had like we such did. good conversations with so Rich. Good. Like it yeah. was amazing conversations. Had such a good time, such good experience. Um, that we'll probably never be able to replicate no. again in that sense. But it was really great. It's and so then good. to the point that the next day when we were brewing, it was very much we I, I packed all these beers that we could have while we were brewing. And we were like, oh, not really in the mood to, to drink Big quite yet. <laughs> we didn't drink until lunch where we had the Duchess. Yeah, we had du- And that was it. We yeah. had Duchess and then we just waited Duchess and to cheese. go out. And then we went out. Okay. But I think basically the reason I kind of read out all those was sort of to bring it back to like Loki. I feel like, so they do a lot of Imperial Stouts and Barley Wines. That's, mm-hmm. if not exclusively, the, at least the majority of, yep. of what they do. Um, and in my opinion, I mean, I think they put creativity into barley wine and I would argue that they've actually brought a new appreciation to barley wine for a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people like myself that are like, oh, I don't really like barley wine. It's not really my cup of tea, not really interested. And then they come out and say, I'm going to do a peanut butter and jelly or a coffee or just interesting flavors with adjuncts and in, in all that it's it's playful it's creative and I think it's just sparked a new creativity in barley wine of what barley wines can be um I'm sure there's other people that are doing it but I feel like sort of low-key have managed to collab with the right people who are gonna put out this you know they've got one of them was emperors like yeah. if you're gonna do an imperial stout of any kind like emperors is who you want to collab with for sure but I do think that they're just nailing it and they're getting the word out in a way that maybe a lot of other places maybe just aren't able to do. I, I don't know. Um, but that's that's just my take on it. I don't know if you'd agree or disagree with that. Yeah, I think so. I think like I just think their combinations of flavours are really interesting. Definitely really interesting. And I think they land in a way that makes a barley wine very smooth, drinkable. And they just do the flavours that I want to drink. Yeah, <laughs> me too and it's like i would say it's sweet without being overpowering yeah. sweet like this is sweet without being yeah. sickly sweet it that sweetness is taking the edge off of the bitterness and the booziness even like it's making the booziness more palatable yeah. and um yeah honestly i could drink these these are ones that i could and have demonstrated that i have drank all night yes we did yeah, god we did not <laughs> anticipate to have a, no. a full night <laughs> I don't think I necessarily need to say the feedback on this beer because I think I think it's obvious. I yeah. genuinely, good. as I called my favourite of the night, I don't think I will share this one. I think this one, I'll share the other ones. I don't know <laughs> if I will share this one beyond a sip, but uh, yeah, absolutely love it. And I do kind of, I love the names of their stuff as well, but it's the same with Boutilia's. Like I love, I love the names that they put out there and that kind of draws me to it. And then I see like, oh, they've added this, this and this to it. That's my kind of flavor, definitely going for it. So consistently across the board, label design, name and flavorings, they have me 100%. So it's uh, good, good stuff. Yeah, seconded. Shall we um, put them in order of enjoyment for this evening? I think so. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go yeah. first? Yeah, I think I've got a bit of a tie between the Loki and the Siren because I like both of those equally for different reasons. So I think they get joint first, Golden okay. Pride next, Dry the Rain last, 
Fourth. We won't say last. Fourth. I think I'm similar to you. I would say the low key is top. Mm. Um, not so not a tie. It's a very clear winner. Uh, I've made that abundantly clear. I think where it sort of gets similar is I've got a tie for maybe second place over the Fullers and the Siren. I would actually say that for me, the Fullers had the slight edge over the Siren, oh. but but not not by much. I think it just depends on either one could have the edge depending on yeah what it is. So if I if I'm looking for something that's more complex in flavor, more interesting, 100% I'm going with the Siren. If I'm looking for something that I just want to easily be able to drink, um it's going to be the full of that lack of complexity makes it easier. And then I think at the bottom, unfortunately, it's a vibrant forest, but not again. Not because it's a bad thing to do with the quality being bad no. or it being bad at all. It's strictly because I think that's what a lot of people like from barley wines. Yeah. It's not what it's what has put me off of barley wines is that um, intense. Yeah. It's, it's very intense. And I like, I would only want a little bit of it maybe with some food to kind of to be fair i think there's a chance that if we had had cheese or snacks or like you know picky food with it i might turn around and go different actually i'm enjoying it more but on strictly on their own that's how it would all rank for me um i mean saying that as i said we've explored a bunch of these i think i would keep obviously i keep buying them uh keep buying my wines from i need to get a rye wine Yeah, I think you should get a rye wine and we can yeah. have like a quick uh, I don't know, Instagram live or something of us drinking a rye wine and a yeah. oat wine if you can get one. But interesting stuff, I think. Yeah. And it's just shown that there's so much variation in a barley wine. I had always thought like a barley wine was one thing and that one thing was similar mm-hmm. to that vibrant forest. Um, and then like I said, once I had that refashioned, I realised actually there's more to it and then since having low key i was like this is a whole open you know pandora's box is open there's it's limitless what we could do here yeah and again none of this none of these are aged so you're not getting that when you age a beer the malt profile shifts and you'll get more of that dried fruit sherry Mm. caramel in there like none of these have done that yet so it'd be really interesting to see how that develops I'd be interested to see as well. Um, maybe one of these times I'll have to buy, you know, two of one low key and see how it ages. Because I would, I would also love to see how uh, a barley wine with adjuncts, like how that ages yeah. in comparison to just a straight. Yeah, you like, probably barley one. you may well lose some bits of it because the more. That's why I'd be quite interested to find out. Is yeah, the more volatile aromatics are going to disappear first. Mm. Be an interesting science experiment, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah. I guess let us know where you stand on barley wines. Like, do yeah. you love them? Do you hate them? Have you just not found the one that's right for you yet? Or is there one that you think you would hands down recommend to anybody and everybody? Let us know. If there's one that you think that we'd like, yeah, totally reach out and tell us. Joe, where can people reach out to you? And um, you if you want to come and find me and tell me where you've had a wheat wine and where I can get a wheat wine, because I now want to try one. Um, I am a woman's brew on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I generally hang out on Instagram. Um, and you can come and learn about beer styles like barley wines with me in my beer school, Love Beer Learning. We are Love Beer Learning on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mostly hang out on Instagram, but we are also on TikTok and Pinterest. Um, and I also have a website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk. And we have an email address, which is lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. Email us about your barley wines, your wheat wines, your rye wines, your oat wines. Your beer wines. Tell us us all about your beer (laughs) wines. Tell us where we can get some more. 
because we want to try more and uh, let us know what other episodes you'd like us to do what other beer styles would you like us to do a deep dive on Tori where can they get you if they want to tell you that they've got a low-key t-shirt and you haven't I feel weird that you didn't full name me um, this is probably like the thing. first time that you didn't full no, name not the me. First time. Like, just every now and then, I, I, like know. I like to throw in a Tory Powell every now and then. I feel like that's the majority, and when you don't <laughs> do that, it's the minority. And I'm like, oh, like it's like when I, when we did our intro, and I said ciao, and I caught you off guard. Yeah. I feel like you caught me off guard by not full naming <laughs> me. Um, yeah, if you want to talk to me about where I can get a low key T-shirt, because I, I would like one, um, or if you want to recommend me a barley wine, you think that will suit my palette needs mm. uh, my adjunct <laughs> my adjunct riddled palette uh you can find me on instagram 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 or instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism that's it that's it so until next time guys <laughs> cheers, cheers.